Welcome, Foreign Born Mamas. My name is Nurjan Sturbins, and I'm the host of this podcast where I'll be sharing my personal journey of self awakening and healing childhood traumas in the hopes that it will inspire you to begin your own self healing journey and transform your life. Each episode will focus on raising our self awareness about our traumas and share tools, insights, and conversations that help me to grow my mindset to heal my traumas and transform my mental health. On this podcast, we are going to transform your childhood story and kickstart your own journey into self-healing and self-growth so that you can finally be your authentic self, be happy, and thrive in this new country you now call home. Hi, mamas. Welcome back. Happy New Year. I hope you were able to get some rest. I hope you were able to celebrate New Year in a way that you wanted. I hope you were able to set some intentions and goals. And hopefully those goals and intentions include you, um, your growth, your involvement, your happiness. I know we have a habit of always putting goals in benefits of others. But we always forget that one of the goals should be to benefit ourselves too because we need to prioritize ourselves first if we want to really to show up our, in our best selves for our family and other people in our lives. This winter, I'm doing things a little bit differently because I'm reading more and more that we as humans forgot to live with cycles of nature. I'm reading this really interesting book where the author is talking about how we, just like animals, we have cycles and seasons and there are certain seasons in our lives where we need to actually slow down and rest so that we can recuperate and fully show up and bloom when the spring comes. Just look at trees or bear you know, in the winter, they hibernate, they stop, they slow down drastically. And during that process, a lot of healing happening to the body. And then in the summer, they have more energy than to do things that they're supposed to do as animals or trees. And so the author was arguing that we as humans are also part of this nature and we're supposed to be slowing down in the winter. We're supposed to curling up with our books and read and go more internal instead of um, continuing the same way that we function in our culture. And um, I know that in the winter, there's so many holidays in the U.S. that sort of trumps this process for us. And so it takes some intentionality to really slow down and say no to a lot of things and set some boundaries and go within and recuperate because we know that the spring and summer is going to be really busy, right? It's going to be really busy for us because of holidays and travels. And so winter, it might be the time where we need to slow down and our bodies and our energy usually tells us if we are mindful and cognizant of how we're feeling. So I invite you this winter season to, if possible, to slow down and gain some energy and rest and do some healing work and kind of take some time for yourself and your family to connect 
so that you have full energy spring comes to do things that bring you joy. So I thought I will start the podcast with that note. Today I want to talk to you about how trauma affected our brains and our nervous system and and why we react certain way because of it and what we can do about it. We all have brains, but the brains of a childhood trauma survivor is different. I was reading this article last year where the researchers compared the brains of a normal person who didn't have any childhood adversity and they compared it to a person who had complex or big childhood traumas in their lives. And they were able to identify that the part of the brain called amygdala, which is in the back of our brain, ours is bigger than the normal person. And this was so fascinating to me because for it to become big, we must have used that part of our brain a lot. And then you have to ask yourself, well, what does it mean in terms of uh, my, uh, how we function as a person, right? So let's try to understand it better. Why it became bigger and what kind of implication it has for us as moms. So our brain have two systems. One called sympathetic mode and one is a parasympathetic mode. Sympathetic system is activated when our brain perceives danger. And so when we had trauma, when we had something bad happening to us, our nervous system would get activated and it would then respond by activating our fight or flight or freeze response. So when you feel unsafe, let's say when you yell, that is your fight response. When you avoid confrontations and you avoid doing something, that is your flight response. And then the freeze response comes when you're just so overwhelmed, you just give up. And usually that is the response with a depression. And so this system is a short-term response to help us protect ourselves from danger. This is probably a remnant from our ancestors This is probably how we were able to survive predators in our lives by activating the system which will allow us to either fight or fight or freeze because it's designed to prepare us to either run really fast or fight back or drop dead and pretend that um, we're dead. So as I mentioned, this system is supposed to be a short-term system to help you to quickly react to possible danger. And when this system gets activated, you will also have massive physiological reactions in your body. Your heart rate gets increased, you begin to breathe faster, your brain begins releasing all kinds of hormones like adrenaline and cortisol to help you, you know, have power and react faster. You your blood begins to pump towards your legs and arms to help you to fight or to flight. And during this process, most of your non-essential systems, like your digestive system, like your immune systems, things that are not going to help you to run or fight, 
are going to be shut down to divert energy to more essential parts. And so during this time, the parts that were shut down will not receive any blood flow or nutrients, and it will stay in a more sort of like shut down state. And after danger is over, your body is supposed to go back to parasympathetic mode. This is our counter system to allow us to go back to rest and digest mode so that our body can heal those muscles that we have used or do all kinds of repair work in our system because when the blood flow and all the things get diverted, the other parts will uh, have, um, have suffered from lack of nutrients and blood flow and so it needs to be some repair work in both systems. And for that, your parasympathetic mode will turn on and you, you will feel calm, your nervous system feels calm, and your body and your nervous system starts doing um, a healing work. But unfortunately, when you experience complex traumas, and if they happened over time, over a long period of time, your nervous system had to be activated many times. And if it happened for a long time and where you were not allowed or you couldn't get into a parasympathetic mode, it becomes habitual and eventually it becomes chronic. And, and that's why your amygdala has become bigger because of you were constantly possibly being activated in that part of the limbic system constantly was overworked. And if you didn't feel safe growing up, like I did, your nervous system was probably constantly on high alert all the time, all in the hopes to try to keep you safe. And I know that in my case, when I reflect back, I never really felt safe growing up. There were so much uncertainty, so much violence, so much poverty, so much cultural pressure from others in terms of who I needed to be as a girl. So I never felt safe. And I remember how I always worried about things, worried about what people would say, worried about what uh, my dad would do to my mom, worried about my clothes and what my classmates would say, worried about what my aunts would say about how... I behaved or did, worried about gossip spreading and ruining my reputation and reputation of our family. And so there was so much worry and um, um, overwhelm in my life that I think my nervous system was constantly on alert system. And unfortunately, I didn't know that what was happening to me because I've never been educated about it at school or by anyone. So I didn't know what was happening to me or my brain and why I was reacting a certain way. And so when we stay in this chronic activation mode, our nervous system changes. Like I said, the shape changes, how it function changes, how it's reacts to other people, changes, even the way we view the world also becomes through this trauma lens because of how much we never felt safe. And so we are usually very hyper vigilant and we 
have very hard times trusting other people because that's how our environment was, the one the environment that we grew up. And so we had to be on high alert. Our nervous system had to be on high alert so that we felt safe. And so it's important to acknowledge this fact that our brains are different and there's a reason why we react in certain ways. But unfortunately, chronic activation mode has its cost. One is, you know, if you've been chronically activated, it is probably part of your identity at this point. You are constantly on alert state. You are constantly over-functioning. And you don't even know how to feel uh, rested or calm, or how to be in a parasympathetic mode. So in some way, it became your identity. And it's probably exhausting you. Another thing that to to note about the chronic activation is that if you stay in your chronic activation mode for a long time, which it was for me, over time it is going to deteriorate your health. Because if we're constantly activated, our non-essential parts are suffering because they're not getting the nutrients and time to recover and heal. And so I think this is one of the reasons why so many trauma survivors, they have a lot of chronic health conditions like migraines, digestive issues, heart diseases, various skin and autoimmune issues, because we never get to be in a parasympathetic mode to allow ourselves to heal and rest. So learning all of this helped me to understand myself better and show some kindness toward myself. I know now that when I lose my temper with my child, especially if he's tantruming or if he's being defiant, it is not because I am a terrible mom. It is because of how my nervous system reacts when my child shows defiance. My nervous system is very sensitive and it gets triggered really easily and it responds in a way that it had to respond to COVID danger as a child. So in my case, if someone, you know, didn't listen to me, um, what I learned from my mom and dad and culture was to yell and increase my voice. And that was my common way to cope with danger I felt from others. So I would get triggered and then I would increase my voice and I would start uh, yelling back and, and fight back. And because my nervous system at that moment feels unsafe. So that is an uh, example from real life to explain to you how your nervous system reacts, why it reacts and why you have certain patterns and so you can understand the effects of trauma and the impacts of it right now in your life. So now that we know that our brain and amygdala part is bigger and that our nervous system is in possibly a chronic activated mode, what can we do to get to a parasympathetic mode? The good news is our brains are very adaptive and neuroplastic. And so that means we can retrain it we can do some activities to help us get back to a parasympathetic mode and heal ourselves mentally, emotionally, and physically. 
And to do that, we need to do some activities that helps us to feel safe, calm, and peaceful. And for me, those activities have been yoga, meditation, um, reading a book, walking in nature, coloring books. And sometimes I listen to classical music when I cook. And for you, it might be totally different because of in terms of how, depending on how your brain perceives danger and what kind of coping mechanisms you have and what helps you to relax your nervous system and your body. And so it's important that we find out what helps us feel calm and practice them in our daily life. And over time, we should be able to teach our nervous system to be calm and to be more in a parasympathetic mode. And and that's when we're going to feel more calm, more like ourselves, and we can finally allow ourselves to heal emotionally, physically, mentally. There's so much healing your body can do, but unless you allow yourself to rest and be in the parasympathetic mode, you just don't have energy. Your body don't have energy to be able to do the healing work. So it's important uh, to be kind and patient with yourself during this process because your nervous system has been chronically activated for years. And so it will take some time to heal and to retrain it back to a calm state. But it is very possible state. So please take care of your nervous system and start noticing what is activating for you and what is not. And during this process, you probably will begin uncovering a lot of your unconscious patterns. Just know that they're your coping patterns that served you when you were little and they helped you to protect, that there is nothing wrong with them. I actually believe that we need to be super grateful to our nervous system because it worked so hard to help us and protect us in the environment that we were growing up. And now that we know all of this information about our nervous system, I hope it will help you to drop any self-hate, self-berating, self-loathing, self-blame you have when you react a certain way, especially around your children or relationships, and maybe allow yourself some self-love, knowing that all your reactions and behaviors and patterns are happening not because you're not good enough or there's something wrong with you or that you are broken somehow. No, it is all because the trauma that happened to you that have altered your brain and nervous system. We are not broken or weird or emotional. We just have been traumatized. And there is a reason why we act, say, think, and feel certain way. There is nothing wrong with us. And that is a takeaway I want you guys to have from this episode. Because knowing that about our nervous system helped me so much to understand myself better and my, my reaction better, better and cultivate self-love and self-compassion I needed so much for myself. I hope it was helpful and insightful. Let me know if anything resonated with you or helped you understand something new. Share this with your friends, family, and 
other people who might benefit from this episode, help us to educate them about our nervous system and how we think and react so they, they can understand ourselves better. So thank you so much again for joining me on this episode. I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Please take care. Did you enjoy this podcast episode? Did it help you in any way to feel inspired, supported, and grow as a foreign-born mama? If it helped you, it is going to help other foreign-born mamas too. Please share this podcast episode with other moms and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any platform that you use and help us to get our message out to more mamas out there who might be struggling right now in their marriages, relationships, and parenting. I hope the stories and conversations are awakening you where you find yourself saying, oh my God, that's me. When we begin recognizing ourselves in the stories, we begin recognizing our truths. And that's how the self-awakening process begins. And that's how I started my self-healing and self-awakening journey. And so I am so excited to see more foreign-born moms awakening like this and feeling inspired to change their lives and the lives of their children. I'm hoping to release episodes every Monday or Wednesday, but I would highly recommend that you subscribe to the podcast so that you can be notified immediately when the new episode drops. And if you would like to kickstart your own self-discovery and self-healing journey, I have also created a list of my favorite books that have absolutely changed my life. Definitely download that and check that out. Lastly, I am hoping to create a community of like-minded foreign-born moms who are the survivors of childhood trauma and trying to heal themselves and parent intentionally. So if you're interested to continue the conversations on trauma and our real experiences in terms of how it shows up in our lives and how it affects us and share tips and guidance with each other, please join us in the free Foreign-Born Mama Facebook community group. The link for joining the group is in the show notes. Thank you again. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I am so excited to help you on your journey of self-awakening, self-healing, self-growth as a foreign-born mama so that you can finally be your authentic self, be happy, and thrive in the new country you now call home.